back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Daffs. And I'm Rick. And as always, we are here unscripted and raw. Um, well, mostly unscripted and raw. <laughs> Since we had to restart the episode yet again. Even from a distance, we don't seem to be able to start the episodes on time. Nope. Not a chance. This time we had a, a mic snafu. But it's all resolved now. And Daffs, you sound incredible. Sultry as I'm ever. so... I'm so glad to hear that. You're so glad to be hearing anything right now with your technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> okay. We were we were just going to try to do the whole uh, podcast just one-sided with you just pointing when you're done. And I'm going to be like, great point, Rick. Pantomiming. <laughs> I mean, that's just how Bernie Sanders does his debates anyways. He doesn't really listen to what anybody else is saying. He just says whatever he wants. <laughs> By the way, have you seen the... Um, uh, Larry David as Bernie Sanders, like Saturday Night Live, like sketches they've done. I I don't know. There's so like, I I haven't seen anything. I didn't even realize Bernie was in first place until someone told me because I was in Japan for like a week and a half. Oh, and well, I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, we have we're gonna hear some stories from your Japan trip. Um. But yeah, there was, well, I actually found one that was like archived from last, last time around where he's like, it's Larry David and he like refuses to shake somebody's hand because they just sneezed onto their hand. And then like, then it like ends up backfiring and he loses by five votes of the five of the very people that he angered by not shaking this woman's hand. (laughs) Um. So this week, we are going to be doing the superhero dating game. We're going to hear some tales from Japan. We're going to have a news story. And we're going to do a thought of the week. And I'm really excited. All right. Are you excited? I am. I'm ready to crush this. This is kind of like our Valentine's Day date for us. Pretty much. Yeah. So this is our bromance. Uh, just We had Long. to celebrate six days late thanks to the women in our lives long distance relationship right here right keeping it strong for six years <laughs> all right um okay so uh without further ado it's the thought of the week strip poker on the enterprise who you got <laughs> they only have one but contractually he had a band wesley crusher would make a terrible dread pirate roberts i feel like you're doubting my ability to seduce an ape princess daffs I was recently having a conversation with somebody and they told me that a certain movie, and I can't remember what it was, was one of the worst movies they'd ever seen. And I said, well, did you watch it all the way through? And they told me, I've seen this movie five times. My question to you is, can you say that a movie is bad if you've seen it five times? Like, how many times can you watch a movie and then say that it's a bad movie i I feel like you lose your credibility after a few watches i think it depends on why you're watching it and i think it depends on what the original intent of the film was versus what it actually is it wasn't like a children's movie it was like some like it was like inception or something like that like it was like a regular movie oh that's like a three-hour movie you watch that five times and you're telling me it's a bad movie yeah, it's not a bad movie then. You've spent um, 15 hours of your life watching that movie. You can't tell me it's a bad movie. 
where there are bad movies that are just fun to watch and they're terrible and oh, you're yeah. like this is awful but it's the enjoyment of watching a bad yeah. film this wasn't this, this wasn't like them saying like i watched face off five times and that's a terrible movie because i think we all know that face off is a terrible movie but we love to watch it mm-hmm. you know it's not like something else they're yeah. saying this movie sucks and i hate it and i've seen it five times and I just, I've, how many times could I, like, let's take except, uh, Inception for an example. How many times, if I told you I watched Inception, can I tell you it's a bad movie? Two. That's what I was thinking. You can watch it once, and then someone could convince you, no, you just didn't get it, or no, you need the right environment. Watch it a second time. If you still don't like it, that's it. Yeah, you, you watch, it. watch it three more times to confirm. No, not at all. That's, I mean, that's insane. Was this NIMS? Uh, no. NIMS? No, it wasn't. No. Okay. It was, an, it was another coworker. But it's like, if I, it's kind of like, I mean, this is an extreme example. If I was like, I think my wife is cheating on me, and I found her cheating on me, and then I went back again and was like, I just need to make sure, and then found her again, and then after five times, I was like, you know, I've decided I think she's cheating on me. <laughs> We'd all be like, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we knew that. We knew that a while ago. <laughs> so I've shared this line like four times on this podcast. It's still my favorite line. Rodney Dangerfield. My wife, uh, she screams during sex, especially when I walk in. <laughs> we need to do. I mean, I think I think people know that Bob Kazimakis is just me. Like Mm -hmm. doing an old man at a deli voice. But I really want to do, since there's two of us now, like from long distance, uh, Bob Kazimakis, where (laughs) I talk about gun control, but it's just like this really extreme version of gun control where I like want the army to come and take your guns by force (laughs) (laughs) to prevent violence. I will be inflicting violence. We start off simple. We have a giant magnet that flies over every household. All the guns get sucked to the roof. <laughs> then you walk in and peel them off the roof along with any medical alert bracelets and blenders. <laughs> and old people. <laughs> because they are mostly made of metal. <laughs> Prosthetic hip through the roof. <laughs> to the moon. What's that? I think that was like the honeymooners. I don't know. I couldn't tell what to the moon meant, but it sure seemed like he was threatening to beat his wife. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know why I'm laughing. That's horrible. That's um, super bad. I don't understand. There's a running gag for yeah. a show for forever. For a very popular, iconic show where a man would threaten to beat his own, beat his wife. Oh man. Okay. Before things get way too like down down a down a path we don't want to go. Um, that's the end of the thought of the week. But what I would like to hear is, do you have some good tales from uh, Japan? And I know that you do because I. So for those of you who don't know, Daphs and I are in constant contact. All the time. All the time. We have a even group. when I'm 17 hours ahead. Yeah, we are Marco Poloing all the time. Um. Uh, we have a quite quite the group chat that's a li- it's a little bit wild, um, which is essentially just this show, but just for ourselves. <laughs> um, so uh, I know you have some great stories. Um, 
but I want you to share at least one good one with the listener. Uh, so we were in Sapporo, and Sapporo is in Hokkaido, Japan. Uh, it's incredibly cold. Is big Hokkaido ski. the big island? Like this it's north? One, of it's J- the North Island, yes. It's one of the big North Islands. So um, I, until you went to Japan, did not realize that Japan like was more than one like I thought it was like mainland Japan was just like one big piece. I didn't realize that there was like multiple big pieces, which is yeah. embarrassing. No, no, it's because on the map, it, they're so close together that a lot of times they don't even draw the little like blue in between. Um, and it's only if you have an actual globe and you look oh. that it will distinguish that there actually is little channels in between those islands, and they're not like you know. They're not separated by massive sections like Hawaii is. You know, I like have the, a world map here. I'm just going to – you keep talking. I'm going to look at it and see if I can find the blue. <laughs> okay. Um, but Japan is actually made up of like something like 170 islands or maybe it's 1,700 islands. I don't know. There's a bunch of ones that are like only big enough to put like one house on. Um, and it's it's wild. Uh, but yeah, very, very cool place to go. But freezing cold. It was 16 degrees Fahrenheit there. And they have their winter festival. So we're going through. And the military is doing all these snow sculptures where they bring in snow. Why is the military doing that? Is it it like some sort of exercise for like if they get into a battle with elves in the North Pole? No, it's definitely let's show off our military might because we're Japan. That's a very Um, odd way to show your military might. It's the best way, in my opinion, because, like, Trump and everyone else wants to have, like, a giant military parade with tanks. These guys are, like, the largest snow sculpture you've ever seen. (laughs) So they they bring in snow. It's it's huge. They they make these sculptures that are 30 meters high, 20 meters deep, and, like, 100 meters wide. So, like, 300 feet, like, over 300 feet. Like, 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 it takes you, like, 45 seconds to a minute to walk across this thing. It's huge. Um, tons and tons, metric tons of snow. And they carve it all up into some really, really cool things, including full-size buildings. Very, very neat. Um, so anyways, we had a lot of fun there. Got to see ice sculptures. Got to, you know, do some, uh, some, got to stay in an igloo. They had ice blocks they made into like this giant little castle. And then we went to a bar inside and they had hot Kahlua drinks. Nice. So, very cool. But what was weird, to kind of tie in the second story, is that uh, Sapporo is uh, two million people. It's a big city. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And no one is there. And we're walking around and we're like, man, it's freezing. There's like snow all over the sidewalks. They're not really paid. They're not really shoveled or anything like that. You're like, this infrastructure is terrible. I'm just like, where the heck, man? Like, I guess, I mean, technically it's a work day. I don't know where everyone is, though. So we walk around all week long like that, like schlubs outside in the cold, only to find out on one of the last days, half of Sapporo is underground. So every street that you see has another underground beneath it with shops where it's warm and climate controlled. <laughs> and you can just look in a mile. And everyone's in, down in, there. In, in, in that direction and then that direction and then that direction. It's insane. And it's like, it's like full malls under the city. And everyone's down there. Because why would you walk across town in the freezing cold if you could walk 
across town just as easily in warm, evenly well-lit marbled floors. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's weird. I felt so dumb. Yeah, I, I would. I remember getting that message from you. Well, because what's funny, listener, is that he was, um, him and Stacy were sending us these, uh, these messages with them like walking around in the freezing cold and they're like bundled up and they're like all action and ready and going out and like you can tell on the streets i think you told i think in one of your messages you're like there's like nobody out here i don't understand and then like then i get this message like a little bit later like a couple days later that's like you in this underground mall and there's like literally you're all you can see in the screen is people it's like hundreds of people around you and you're like uh we just found out that this was down here um i'm gonna tag on your story because this like it's different but it reminded me of when i went to kazakhstan and they were like they're it's like they don't have any underground but it's just freezing and people walk around and they're like uh someone one of our one of the guides was like in all and like earnestly said whatever you do don't go don't go into the sewers to get warm because um there's vipers down there and they will like kill kill you and i was like what like what do you what is it about me that makes you think that i'm gonna like go into your sewer system (laughs) like that i like as like an like as like a a person from someplace that's not this cold i'm like i have to flee i have to flee the cold i will go i will escape to the sewers to get warm down there and then once you tell me there's vipers down there, now I'm kind of curious and I actually kind of do want to see them. Well, it's just also terrifying. Like, what if you were like a maintenance worker and you're like, oh, I got to go back into the sewers. Better like kiss my wife and kid before I go down there. Right. Like, like it, are these like massive snakes or is no vipers idea. like the name of a gang? Oh, gosh. I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Yeah. The vipers. For some reason, they have like New York accents. Yeah, they, they, they all have pompadours and little switchblade combs. <laughs> Get out of here, use <laughs> this is our turf. <laughs> Frankie says you gotta go. <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, well, that was I enjoyed your story, Daphs. Um, but now I think it's time to do the news. Okay, Daffs. Uh, this is an old story. It's an oldie but a goodie, and I don't know how many people heard of it. Um, this is from our favorite, like, pseudo-defunct magazine, Cracked. Uh, Spanish police found 8,000 pounds of store- stolen oranges stuffed into some cars. It's hard to imagine how much 8,000 pounds... This is a quote from the, uh, the article... It's hard to imagine how much 8,000 pounds it really is. One elephant, a billion Cheetos, or three cars worth of oranges. January 2018, a routine traffic cop led a police officer to uncover the zesty contraband. Um, Two cars and one van were used and had 8,000 pounds of stolen oranges. Uh, they they were caught because they I'm paraphrasing now the officers noticed the vehicles driving very close together in the middle of the night and they found that the cars were just filled with, to the brim with oranges 
and I'll show, I'll hold this up to you, but you can see that like there's oranges literally pouring out of this car. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And like, what are you going to do with that? There's no way you're going to eat all those in time, even if you take them to a market. Oh, are you going to make orange juice? Well, apparently when they stopped the car, when they asked them to roll down their window, uh, oranges fell out of the car. <laughs> Five people were arrested. They had, oh, at first they were like, we got these oranges fair and square. They had been collecting oranges along the way. On their oh. way home. You know, at the many roadside <laughs> groves of oranges. We've just been collecting them. Uh, some people say I have a problem, but I don't think it's a problem. We had an extra, you know, 300 man hours on our t- on our hands. <laughs> this says it was like they were at a picnic that got way out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they've been stolen from a shipment in the city. It doesn't say which city. <clears throat> I don't know. So my question to you is, where do you sell stolen... Um, I mean, is there black market oranges? Uh, I mean, I know there's black market cheese. There is black market cheese. Yeah. And it's a very serious problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't Unpasteurized. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know where you would sell. I mean, maybe a Jamba Juice. Like, but it has to be like a really crooked Jamba Juice. Well, they're franchised, so yeah, you totally could. I guess like a better call Saul type Jamba Juice, mm-hmm. money laundering Jamba Juice. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's my like. I don't know who's gonna buy these. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get that everything has value, but I feel like the like market for counterfeit fruit or not counterfeit, but like stolen fruit probably isn't that high there's not a lot of guys out there like i'm a i'm a fro i'm a stolen fruit salesman offense uh fruits stolen fruits especially when you have oranges which like oranges last longer than maybe like a few other fruits but they're still not gonna last more than that month yeah like like also, so the- you have to move eight thousand pounds of oranges in one month yeah and, like, you have them, pa- pa- like, packed into your car. I don't think all the oranges that are in there are probably going to, like, be fine after no, you the, pull them all out. The bottom one-third are going to be real soft. They're really wrecked. <laughs> um, And it's not even like you could, like, s- I mean, maybe you could sell them to a zoo that was really hard up for some fruits for the, for the animals. <laughs> I don't know, bird sanctuary. I'm just trying to think. Can you imagine trying to peel 8,000 pounds of oranges? That would be yeah, terrible. You're, you're better off just pressing them. You know just... what your best bet is? Um, you start a YouTube channel, and it's just you peeling oranges for, like, 20 hours. <laughs> this guy's like, you start a live stream, and it's like, he's still peeling them. Oh my, like you check in six hours later. He's still going. Look, there's somebody else, but they're still going. It's a Facebook Live phenomenon. 
They're just driving to France, and they're just going to release all of them in the middle of the bike race, the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? Like, no one like, will ever know who did it. <laughs> it will be the talk of the town. <laughs> I, I put an over-under in Vegas on what are the odds the Tour de France right. is canceled via oranges. <laughs> You're gonna make a lot of money. Custom, custom bet, <laughs> or like a sporting event, you just release eight thousand pounds of oranges. Oh no! <laughs> LeBron James broke his leg. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that is the news. Um, I rather enjoyed that news story. Um, we need to find more news stories like that, even if we have to go back in the past. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's get to the main event, and we'll try not to be too long on this one um, because we don't want to get into another worst bosses type situation. No, where, we do not. Where it's an entire story arc of our entire season, and it consumes our lives. <laughs> I do remember like all the conversations about that, and just like trying to come up with like new scales and everything. It was like intense. We're like podcasting, and like, all right, I gotta get going. No, man, we need to do at least two more episodes. Right? We're gonna stay on track. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, right. <sighs> when your hobby that you don't get paid for anyways becomes a chore, you've really gone too far. Welcome back to the Rick and Daffs <laughs> podcast on Daffs. And I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it would be like, uh, welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick, and then I just hear like snoring and. The- this would be like on the floor oh man thank god we finished that uh but i think i think we should do every once in a while new episodes of that just for fun because it is a fun uh, scale i love scales as you know yes you do especially my scale of kings which i still bugs me to this day that i really feel like i never got it quite right (laughs) like i still think about that scale at night the one that got away the one scale that got away (laughs) It's the scale that got away. Daffs. Uh, it's my white scale. <laughs> Your white scale. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Ishkale. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's some great pun humor here. Okay. Um <clears throat> So the superhero dating game. So basically this is us finding sidekicks for either people that don't have sidekicks or people that do but we just think that like maybe they need to mix it up um Mm. so we're gonna start today um and i think if we keep if we do another episode of this maybe like in post i'll add some cool like dating game music you know that kind of a deal we'll see we'll see what happens um anyways (laughs) uh we're gonna go with classic batman Mm -hmm. and i know that he already has a super a sidekick but they keep dying or like having a massive falling out. I was gonna say he's had like four sidekicks, yeah. and all of them either died or like tried to kill him. Yeah, so I feel like one, and he needs to stop like employing like underage children. Um, mm-hmm. So like we're stepping in here as uh, what's I don't know what the workers' rights I don't know like child protective <laughs> services. As we're about to introduce three other children. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. None of these are children. These are all like, these are all uh, uh, over 18. They're all making their own choices. Anyways. <laughs> uh, two of them are us. Anyways. Which we are adults in name only. But anyways. 
So that being said, uh, so Batman is in the market for a new uh, superhero, a new sidekick. Um, really quickly, if you don't know who Batman is, you need to just go back to. I don't even know. A previous episode. A previous episode or just, you know, any sort of pop culture in the last 20 years. Um, so uh, today we have um, sidekick number one is a combination of Bismol Boy and Vomit Man, which is you and I with our vomit powers. Um, our p- <laughs> cod piece who people will remember, I hope. Uh, we'll go through each of uh, the superpowers uh, later on. Um, and Matter Eater Lad, mm-hmm. who is a lad who can eat all matter. Um, and we're going to decide if he had to choose one of these three combinations, which I think that he would be very disappointed. Um, yeah. I think he would be like, what? What is this crap? Be like, I choose where, cannon fodder. Wait, where, cannon fodder? I mean, uh, copies. Where's the orphanage? I'm going back here and demanding another Robin. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, you can't just keep adopting small boys. <laughs> they keep dying and disappearing. <laughs> Some of them have long criminal records now. You are at the very least a terrible parent. The very most probably a criminal. Um, so who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with us. Vomit Man and the Bismol Boy. Now, do you want yes. to ri- remind people what our powers might be? Uh, vomit Man can make himself vomit or others vomit. But it costs and him. It, it, does. it costs him money to make others vomit. He makes money, but not as much as when he makes others vomit. That's so right. it's not like a one-to-one scale. So I think you cut out just for a hot second there, but you were saying um, if you if Vomit Man vomits, makes himself vomit, he gets 25 bucks. If mm-hmm. he makes somebody else vomit, he has to pay. I think it's actually 50 now that I'm thinking about it. 50 bucks both ways. So like if he vomits, he gets 50. If he makes somebody else vomit, he has to pay $50 of his own money. Somehow it's like an automatic withdrawal of like this invisible bank account. I don't know where that money goes, but it disappears. <laughs> There's some guy who's just like having massive fluctuations in his bank account. <laughs> One day he's randomly up like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like $500. And the next day he's like, what are all these $25 or $50 withdrawals? What's happening? <laughs> he's calling his bank incessantly. <laughs> What's going on? I'm sorry, Mr. McKinley. We have no idea what's happening. I'm, I mean, that's just a whole side project about talking about that guy, this poor guy, this poor schlub whose bank accounts are getting destroyed by us. Anyways, but in every other way, we're exactly us. Um, mm-hmm. I have the power to give myself diarrhea for $100 <laughs> or somebody else diarrhea for 100 I have to pay 100 mm-hmm. Uh, but in every other way, we're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I think we did the Willy Wonka scale, and we got what, like a two? Yeah, we made we made it to the front door. I think we what we had to rent like a U-Haul and drive it through, and then we. <laughs> I think I oh I remember. So we made we made it through, um, but we were easily captured, and the only reason why we weren't tortured <laughs> is because we just kept making Willy up. Uh, Wretch 
and have mm-hmm. terrible diarrhea that he just order our execution <laughs> as fast as possible as fast as possible so that's how we uh like we failed but we avoided uh torture but we only we only <laughs> we we just got killed straight up so i mean i guess that was something <laughs> so um how do you think a Batman vomit man, vomit man? Well, first off, he would be like, "Okay, vomit man, you can't be vomit man anymore. There's only room for one man, and that's Batman." So we might have to both be like, you might have to be vomit boy, and I might have to be Bismol boy. That's fine. Would you? You'd be okay with the name change? I don't really care. You could be vomit lad. If if, if I really didn't like it, I'd make him vomit. <laughs> I'd be like, change it back. <laughs> what if he's just like, he's like, you can be Robin. Vomit Man doesn't work. You're Robin. And then all of a sudden he just starts like dressing you like Robin. <laughs> like, it's like this weird kind of Bates Motel type situation. <laughs> um, I feel like, so if we were just... One, we're very unathletic and we have no fighting skills at all. Well, I don't. You have some. Um, but you're I don't know, he I, I don't think we would be very good as sidekicks, to be honest with you. Although we're no. much better as sidekicks than we would be as like a um as a um as our own party of like superheroes. Yeah, I mean it helps to have someone who knows the ropes and is giving you direction. Yeah. But I also kind of feel if he was like, do this, I'd be like, eh, what's with the tone? <laughs> so you're saying your <laughs> attitude would get in the way. He'd be like, duck vomit man. And I'd be like, how about you say please? I'll cut out my head. <laughs> well, remember, you wouldn't be vomit man. You'd be vomit lad or something else. Exactly. Exactly. You'd be like, uh, it's vomit man. <laughs> or you wouldn't quite finish that statement and you'd be unconscious on the ground. But you see, you actually have some fighting skills, so he might actually want you. I'd just have to like, I'd have to like, be like, um, either like lurking in the back, like he'd like sneak, you know, we'd be like uh, uh, perched up on somewhere, and I just have to stay up perched on like the gargoyle, like giving random people diarrhea while he was fighting them. <laughs> but of course, when he's fighting them. If you're helping, or if I'm helping, <laughs> Batman would have to have specialized bat rubber boots. Some non-slip <laughs> like shoes. Bat, Batman galoshes. <laughs> because it bat- would just be Uh-oh. a horrible fight. Batman Birkenstocks. They're non-slip. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But not open-toe sandals. No, no, no definitely not. Like clogs. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could save him. Like maybe somebody's coming at him with an axe and then bam. The problem is, is that I would probably like in knowing the comic book world, I would get kidnapped pretty fast. Oh, yeah. The good but they would just follow the trail to find you. Right. The, the trail of the trail of uh, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> the good news is with him as our sponsor, we could give as many people retching and pooping as we needed to. Because yeah, if, he, he, if he's footing the bill, he's funding us. Yeah. I'd be like, everyone within a square mile. But he'd be like, whoa. You can't do that. Like, yeah. you're writing the checks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, um, he actually might find you useful because you could actually fight a little bit. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the 
thing is my fighting is all close combat. So the last thing I want to do is be like wrapped up with a dude hitting him and then having him vomit all over me. Yeah, that's true. You'd probably get really sick. I, I'd be like everyone other than the guy who is directly next to me Either gets that. horribly ill. Either that or you're just like your outfit is like a hazmat suit. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, you would have to definitely learn some like um, different fighting style. You'd have to learn uh, some different things. Mm-hmm. Some different moves. Um, <laughs> so what, what if I got what if I got a little uh, he was Batman and I had a little, a little like cat ear helmet, mm-hmm. and I was Ipecat. <laughs> Ooh, I love that Ipecat. That's great. <laughs> what would be great is if you took it to the next level and then wore essentially the cat costume, the Catwoman costume. It was a cat suit. Like, ah. Ipecat. So historically, we've been a PG <laughs> enterprise. People shoot at you when you beat them up. Yeah, but there's different types of PG, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't understand at all. Uh, this is still PG, penis and gonads. I mean, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Your suit is skin tight. <laughs> Yeah. Yours has armored nipples on your suit, Batman. I don't think you're anyone to point. Alfred has to sew you into your suit. <laughs> this is not appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel like on a scale of one to ten, what would you um, what would you give uh give us? Um, if we were a Batman sidekick, yeah, I would say we would get a four. We're not super useful. We are a liability, but no one really wants to capture us because of what we would do to them. So, except for maybe we, the Joker, who would find it highly amusing, like oh, yeah, a really was, perverse, and he would love it. Like weird. He'd be like, do your worst. Our hideout's underneath the mansion of the governor. <laughs> You'd find a way to like enhance our powers so it's sent like over broadcasts. Yeah, that's exactly All what would happen. That is exactly what would happen. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly no, what would happen. I'd say we're a four. We're, I mean, we're a liability, but we're also kind of useful. Well, the other thing is, is if you were captured and you just didn't see any way out, you could just keep making yourself vomit until you died. I mean, that's a way to go, but it's It's a bad. It's a bad way to go, but I mean, it's a way out. It's pretty quick. (laughs) It's a bad way to go, but it could happen. Well, for you, it's actually better because you might um, choke on your own vomit. I was just thinking they would lock me in a safe and I'd be like, oh, no, I hope I run out of air before this thing fills up. This is such a disgusting conversation, but I love it. I love this conversation so much. Okay, we should probably move on to a different uh, different sidekick. Yeah. Um, uh, do you, Let's do Matter Eater, lad. Matter, right. Yeah, Matter, Matter Eater, Eater Lad. Uh, so Matter Eater Lad. Um, and if oh oh the these 
all of these characters can be found in previous podcasts. Like for anybody that's actually interested, you can go back and um, uh, what was it? The worst superheroes. Um, we did an episode on Something them. Like and Matter Eater Lad and Codpiece were in that. And then we did the Willy Wonka scale, and they were both in that as well. Uh-huh. So if you'd like to know a little bit more about, about that. Um, so Matter Eater Lad, essentially, I mean, it's pre- his his title is exactly what his power is. He can eat all matter. Yeah. he com- But what's crazy is that he comes from a species of people that can also eat all matter. So it's not like he's yeah. even that special. He just like no. came from a distant planet. He's, he's, he's just an exchange student, so he seems exotic. <laughs> he's like Superman. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think he can eat as much as he wants, too. It's not like it's just his stomach capacity. Yeah, it it's seems like, he like he's able to eat. digest whatever. Yeah, because I think yeah. there's like a thing where he like eats out of like a hole, like he eats dirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not ideal, but I actually think his power is far more useful than ours um, for as a sidekick. Yeah, because, I mean, if, like, someone throws a smoke grenade, you just kick it into his mouth. <laughs> or a regular grenade. Yeah. He seems, like, we were talking about this earlier. He's probably poison resistant. So, like, yeah. Scarecrow, like, hallucin- hallucinogens, like, probably wouldn't work on him. Um, well, breathing in, it might work on him. But if once it goes into his gullet, it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, if he... But I'm just saying, like, if he can eat poison and mm-hmm. digest it or, like, radiation... Like, I would guess that breathing it in wouldn't really do anything to him. He probably, mm-hmm. this poor guy probably can't get high or drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I'm drinking so much. It's not working. <laughs> he just uses gin to wash out the awful flavor of dirt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just uh, swigs a whole bottle of it. Just straight CLR. Well, it's kind of like, uh, I was just, for this some reason, this reminded me of Legolas uh, in the Lord of the Rings movie. I think it's the second movie where he's like, mm-hmm. I think I'm feeling something. A slight mm-hmm. tingling in my fingers. <laughs> After mm-hmm. he's drank like 40 beers and the other guy's mm-hmm. unconscious. Gimli's uh, like on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but for Batman, that could actually be helpful because he's probably, like I said, poison and radiation resistant. Yeah. Um, so that would help against Scarecrow. I'm trying to think of the other bad guys. Uh, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze. Uh, he can eat Venom's, like, uh, Venom juice. The Joker. Wait, Venom? Venom's Spider-Man. Oh, sorry. The, what's the Bane? That guy. Bane. Who's got the, yeah. like, crazy steroid juice thing? Yeah. Riddler, uh, Poison Ivy, Catwoman. Poison Ivy? Pen- He'd also be good. He could eat the Poison Ivy. <laughs> The penguin. That'd be really sad. <laughs> He's just eating all these baby penguins. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> um, Ultimately, I feel like he is more like an accessory piece than a real sidekick. Yeah. He's, he's a tool in the belt. Yeah, he'd be like... I feel like he'd be like... Batman would be like, I don't need a sidekick. And then he'd find himself in some really crummy situation. He'd be like, ugh. He'd call Oracle... Send me the boy. <laughs> and then, like, the Batwing would, like, fly overhead and drop down this, like, package. And he'd pry it open. <laughs> and inside his battery eater lad. <laughs> He's like, finally, my time to shine. <laughs> he goes and eats some, like, I don't know, terrible radiation. And then either, like, gets shot or, like, is just sent packing. Like, get back get back to where you belong. <laughs> 
Uh, any more thoughts on him? <clears throat> no. Do you think that? Well, I here's one thing I will say. I do think Batman would study his uh, biology. Like he would study oh, for him, sure. and he would probably like honestly just like make antidotes from his like DNA and things, and then just inject them into himself. Yeah, when he needed it, he'd, he'd figure out how to like. <laughs> get his gut flora into an aerosolized spray so he could just yeah. like spray down like walls yeah. and they would be eaten away yeah like or like yeah or figure out like if he was going into a high radiation zone he'd like spray himself down with like something that made him like resistant mm-hmm. to it or hypo spray himself i don't know something like mm-hmm. that and the matter eater lad would just be locked up in like a lab <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking i think he would lock him up in a lab <laughs> i think he'd be like you're you're uh your biology is too useful to humanity. I can't let you go. <laughs> Convinced it was for the greater good. Um, <laughs> so ultimately, I think out of 10, I would give him a six, but with the, with like an asterisk next to it of hostage. <laughs> not sidekick. Yeah. He would take him as a hostage, not a sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you agree? Do you concur? Ah! I think I think six is a little high. If we're four, I think that's a little high. I, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm saying as a hostage, he's much more valuable than as a sidekick. Yeah. Plus that's now, you, true. plus now you have a, a native son of an alien planet you've held hostage too, like in negotiations with this alien planet. That is true. Because if there's one thing we know about Batman, he's paranoid about alien invasion. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> there's actually a comic. Uh, episode when um a martian he meets a martian right he has does not know that martians exist but he had read that if martians exist chances are good they would be telepathic so he practiced being able to hold two thoughts in his mind at the same time and he goes (laughs) can you read my mind and he goes yes and he goes what am i thinking he goes you're thinking of a puppy when you were young. And he goes, no, I was thinking of the location of the Batcave. But I was able to trick you by holding two thoughts in my mind at once. Which by and he's the- like, why did you do that? Because I suspected the Martians would be telepathic. <laughs> but he never met one. This is the kind of guy who prepares for every possible eventuality Which- instead of like making human connections. Also, by the way, uh, heat check moment for him where he's like, I literally just met the first Martian I've ever met. Um, who has telepathic abilities? I'm gonna share one of the most like like delicate secrets I have because I'm so confident in my own abilities to fool this like unknown alien that I've never met before. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Martian's like, no, I could read both your thoughts because what? that's how it works. Yeah. Because yeah. that yeah, like I said, that's like a real heat check moment for him where he's like, I'm hot, I'm going for it, nobody can stop me. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so I give him a six. Um, you give him five? I give him Sounds five. Sounds like... Okay, so we disagree on that one. Meet in the middle, five and a half? Sure. Okay. And last but not least, uh, Codpiece. Uh, would you like to give... Uh, Codpiece is one of my favorite characters to ever be on the show. Would you like to give a little uh, backstory on Codpiece? He basically was spurned by a crush and decided that he would get back <laughs> at the world by making a giant cod piece that had rockets and a like boxing glove that came out of it and like some kind of like cannon 
it it's not entirely clear <laughs> why he thought this was the best reaction but yeah. it's what he chose yeah turn down for a date naturally the next move is make uh, a like mechanical uh pants that like fire weapons mm-hmm. which some of them seem like they are from like uh like Groucho Marx closet or something like yes like, like very a box, yeah like a boxing glove that pops out and like I mean what at the best punches somebody else in the crotch I don't I don't know unless he's like really flexible like he's doing a lot of yoga and he's able to like bend over backwards and do that and then it's hitting him in the face you know what's better than that is a gun like from <laughs> dusk till dawn uh or you know a cannon which you already have down there. So why a boxing glove? In the scissors. I mean, <laughs> what do you want to kill but gently? <laughs> right. I want to hurt him, but not too bad. Well, the 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 scissors we've talked about is more for like a opening ceremonies where yeah, <laughs> where you like want to fire off the scissors and cut the ribbon or something. Mm-hmm. Um. I could see some like uh, scenario where maybe he has a bottle of wine or something there <laughs> that he cracks against the bow of a ship. It 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 doesn't make much sense to me. I wonder does he have to like choose what accessory he's going to have that day and pack it in there, or is it like TARDIS technology where it's bigger on the inside and he has all of them in there somehow? Yeah, I I suspect it's like that. Um. Because in my dreams, like, he's not, like, thinking, oh, I need the scissors, but no. Like, I actually, here's what I kind of picture it as. A, uh, well, one, if it's a boxing glove, if there's a boxing glove in there, then it's totally TARDIS tech. Like, there's no way. Because there's nothing else fitting in there. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing he could bring. Which, wow. That's that's a bold move. That's all you're bringing (laughs) on your heist. Yeah. Um. So Codpiece is an interesting uh, choice because, one, he is not a super villain. He's just like a villainous character mm-hmm. who's like like uh, not very successful. Where his what the best my favorite thing about that is he's foiled by a like ma- magma like uh, character who melts the cod pants. <laughs> like and melts them <laughs> so that they're no longer useful which my polyester so- pants who would have suspected heat would be their only weakness <laughs> right it's like it feels like a very anticlimactic end to his uh criminal career by the way uh, yeah so i i feel like he is like inherently the most useful because of the cannon and the like he could like punch some bad guys in the face, but I feel like he really flies in the face of a lot of what Batman wants to do. Yeah, especially in Batman's one rule of like do not use guns, and he's like, "What about a cannon from my crotch, though?" <laughs> That's cool, right? We're, we're sure. No, how about scissors that will totally discastrate any guy? No, why? No, that is so much work. boxing glove, please. Yeah. <laughs> Boxing glove again. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sick of this stupid boxing glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about scissors? I just love them going down the list of like things that he can't use. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what powers do you have? Well, I mean, I, I made these mechanical pants. Um, 
that and and uh, make me seem more endowed. That's step one. <laughs> step two, there's a cannon in there. Um, step three, scissors for cutting, cutting people. Uh, step four, boxing glove for crotch shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, step five. Oh wait, that's my garage door opener. You don't. We can get rid of that. <laughs> Option six, uh, shark repellent. Really? <laughs> no. Obviously being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm trying to look up what all he had in there. Um, he is from DC, so it's a good clean crossover. <laughs> um, here we are in the uh, New Earth database for DC. Um. Oh, here we go. The cod piece. Oh, here we go. Wow. Uh, it's a multi-weapon, obviously. Fires missiles. A cannon. Sonic attack. I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> Probably useful underwater. Maybe. Two retractable boxing gloves. So it's not just one, it's two. And drills and scissors. <laughs> So like the Swiss Army knife of pants. Yeah, there's probably a bottle opener in there too. <laughs> so like he'd be like going down the line of like things that he can't use. He's like can't use your drill, <laughs> can't use your scissors. Sonic attack he could probably use. Maybe the sonic attack would make people like uh, relieve themselves also. <laughs> uh, here's the problem I see immediately. Uh, they bust up a crime of Two Face uh, bo- breaking into a, like robbing a bank. <clears throat> Batman is, you know, like uh, either like tying up the guys or like getting ready to leave, and he turns around and Codpiece is like lining his pockets with the the cash that they've found because mm-hmm. you know he's gonna do that. He's super crooked. He's totally, oh, yeah, totally. stealing money. Um, so that's gonna happen for for sure. So he's gonna be committing crimes, like or at least like taking advantage of the criminals. Um, he'll probably be committing crimes, like going around talking about how he's codpiece and now he's Batman's sidekick to get like mm-hmm. I don't know, like a sports car or something. <laughs> it's daytime. I'm sure he doesn't come out during the now, it's fine. Just give me the keys. I gotta go. <laughs> well the pen comes out to sign for it. <laughs> no? <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm like uh just what is it gesticulating wildly <laughs> uh any other thoughts on codpiece one i think he's committed crimes two he's like all half of his weapons he can't use and i think he'd use them anyways like he'd just kill people he he would he would probably try to convince batman to give him like batarangs that fly out of there Ooh. but uh you but imagine he would those are that's some wild pants when batarangs fly out of your pants but he would still 100% keep the cannon, like, on the down low. He'd be like, yo, get rid of it. No. <laughs> what's the what's that thing that um, ships used to use to, like, a signal cannon? Maybe he'd, like, be like, can I at least make it into a signal cannon? <laughs> so that I can uh, alert people to our arrival? <laughs> <laughs> uh, signal cannon, by the way, is a cannon that they would fire when they entered a port. 
but doesn't actually like it just makes a lot of noise it doesn't actually fire a cannonball yeah um i don't think that would be very useful for fighting crime though no to alert the bad guys of your presence once they know you're shooting blanks, they just lose all respect for you. There's a lot of, although I feel like him having a signal cannon, there's a lot of, like, real symbolism there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's committing crimes. He's probably killing people. I don't feel like, I mean, as, as much as, like, he personally would probably be far more helpful to Batman, I feel like he probably wouldn't a, go for it. I think he's a worse overall sidekick yeah what about um more more useful but would not be (laughs) what about ben affleck batman who's totally fine with killing people would he take codpiece on yeah definitely but he'd probably end up killing him yeah and using his pants (laughs) (laughs) yeah then taking his pants for himself (laughs) i love that that's a great idea (laughs) so what would you score him on a scale one to ten uh, give him a five. More useful than us, less useful than Matter Eater Lad, only because he would be constantly undermining him and doing crimes on the side. <laughs> I feel like, um, two things. One, um, I feel like he's the guy that when, like, Batman's like, man, I really need a sidekick, he'd, like, call up the, like, uh, I don't know, this, like, uh, what's it called? The agency that just supplies... <laughs> The henchman agency. Yeah, like that just supplies people with sidekicks and they'd be like, Ah, oh, we don't let's see what we got here. Oh, let's see. Aquaman's no, you, you, no, he's you, out. Like all these people he's like, all these people have been rented. Uh you know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a great he's a great guy. Um, has cannon pants. Um, a little insecure, but I am going to give him to you for half price. <laughs> And I'll give you a free rental for next time. Well, you know where, where where Batman gets all his sidekicks? The orphanage. Kids are us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So I feel like uh, I'm actually going to score him worse than you. I'm going to give him a three. I'm going to give him worse yeah. than yeah because he's actively undermining him the whole mission. Like we might suck, but I feel like Batman the ideology is more important to him than the effectiveness you know what i mean that's fair that's because otherwise why would he i mean it's much more effective to kill the joker than it is to just constantly be putting him in prison mm-hmm. which is why i've maintained that james bond would make a much better batman wait but wouldn't he be a better sidekick then if like if he actually killed the joker and did what batman <laughs> would not do Ooh, wow now it's a whole conversation so you're and saying that because he keeps him around, and he's like, "You gotta stop doing that." I mean, you know, eventually, I, I, it's really effective, and I'm, I'm super against it. But like, maybe let's go see what the Riddler's up to right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just shoots him in the head. Batman, you would never do that. That's true, but he would. Yeah. It's like, oh no, you shot another super evil villain. That's so bad. You should. Oh, I should definitely stop. What do you think Harvey Dent's up to? <laughs> You should. You know what? I'm sending you away for a while. You, uh, you've really made me mad. Um, uh, here's the keys to my car, and the and the yacht is parked in Pier Three. <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. How's Cabo sound? <laughs> Very well done. 
I'm, but I'm very upset. I, very I, upset. I'm so upset, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, yeah, I'll talk to you later. You do this again, I'll send you away a few more times. Yeah, I'll send you to Disneyland. <laughs> Better watch out. Not Disney World, because you're being punished. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that wraps it up. So I would say, whew, who does he choose? Like, this is not really the best choices. No, that's the whole point. They're all terrible. They're all terrible <laughs> choices. Um, which, which, I guess the better one, the better question is, well, hold on. Which do you think Batman would choose of those three choices? I think overall... He would probably choose Matter Ear Lad only because he'd be like, I can weaponize this, I can use this. Yeah. Uh, whereas with us, he'd be like, Ah, it's something I got to look out for. And with Codpiece, he'd be like, mm, It's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but now the most important question who would you want him to choose? Oh, us for sure. Oh, really? I hands down want to so see him with, with Codpiece. Oh. Uh, I think it'd be fun to be with Batman. I... Everyone's just puking all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> retching and pooping. Yes. <laughs> There's non-sleek shoes everywhere. Like all, the, what would be great is that the villains would start to have to adapt their like their hideouts. Like it's <laughs> there's no hardwood floors or anything you could slip on. All the men are wearing, all their henchmen are wearing like non-slip grip shoes. Everyone's mops everywhere. Everyone's is eating bananas, bread, and rice. Just the brat diet. They're all wearing adult diapers. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all wearing adult diapers. You like? I like go to like punch one of them and give him diarrhea. He just smiles, <laughs> lifts, it pulls down the uh, the his pants just a little bit to reveal. Uh, <laughs> it depends, and then he socks me in the face. <laughs> I was uh, hoping you would see my I would like to see Codpiece because I would just like to see him just like shoot a guy in the head and yeah. Batman be like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> he'd be actually angry for a little while. And then he'd kind of be like, well, I should probably give him a few more chances. I would want to see how it played out. I would want to see whether like if he like shot like one of the bad guys, like the real bad guys, like the, the evil, like super villains, <laughs> like what would happen? I would want to see him like start grifting on the side. Like uh-huh. that's a TV show I would want to watch. Um, well, I think this has been an excellent episode. I think so. And too. I had a and, fantastic time. Yep. And the timing could not be better because I am at 2% battery right now. <laughs> oh, great. I yeah. am not at 2% battery, but I am at, uh, 2% left on like needing to go eat. <laughs> um, so I think we should probably call it, um, for both of us. I'm Rick. Yeah. Well, I'm Devs. And you have a good one out there.